The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective. Glazers out. Hello and welcome to Look at the Adjective. We are here to podcast. We had a clear the air meeting with Jericho. <laughs> I am Ultimo John Mack and I'm joined by a man who has a resplendent Rudy Voller poodle perm mullet. A man who always wears a waistcoat with a bare chest. A man who sadly couldn't save Scott Hall. He smells like yoga. It's Diamond Marcus Crowver. Bang! <laughs> if only I could. <laughs> you alright, bud? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Uh, shocking. Yeah, you've, you've had a bit, you had a bit of a stinker this week, haven't you? Oh, mate, yeah. I don't know if anyone can hear it. I do apologise in advance. I am breathing like a ball mastiff that's just run around the field. I've had sinusitis. <laughs> I've had fucking all sorts. But we are here Nothing to podcast. Nothing stands in the way. <laughs> Nothing stands between us and the biggest show of the year. The granddaddy of them all. <laughs> the granddaddy of them all. Dusty's wet dream, Dusty's vision. <laughs> but first, it's been a couple of weeks, but there's always a couple more cretins on the horizon. We're going to take that walk down Moron Boulevard, down Simpleton Street, all the way to the cretinous cul-de-sac. It's cretin of a fortnight. Have you got one for me, Marky? I've got one, but its I would consider it to be main event, so... Um... I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you want to run through the undercard first of all. Gladly. Yeah. So the first one comes from the shuffling moron with a tattooed head, the road dog Jesse James. <laughs> oh God! As we all remember, several months ago he came out with this corker. Bret Hart wasn't a good worker. <laughs> now he's come out with this corker. Omos has a bigger upside than Andre the Giant. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> on, on what? I, I mean, I'm all for putting your product over, but on what fucking planet are you living in? That's delusion. That's not putting your product over, that's delusion. <laughs> that's, that's Tony Khan levels of delusion. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be fair, there is a bit of money in that, Omos, but bloody hell. Talking about Andre the Giant, the man who drew houses across the US and all sorts for decades, didn't he? Genuinely, you're right. I think when we reviewed um, Mania... I did say he looks money. He does look mm. money. He's imposing. It's like, fucking hell, who's that guy? Yeah. But you're comparing him to the biggest attraction in the history of professional wrestling, pretty yeah. much. Not just in one place either, like territorially around the world. He Japan. dominated, didn't he? Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. He was the sort of the first name on the sheet, wasn't he, if you were booking a big show and all that, pretty much. So yeah, it's, it's an absolutely outrageous yeah. statement. But... <laughs> He's, he's making a bit of a habit of these, isn't he? He's a bit of a knob, isn't he? Really, I'm not a fan of him at all, to be honest. Not massive. I just, it's because he's in with Helmsley, and I mean, that guy's been fired more times than you can remember because he's an absolute train wreck of a human. But he's always he got a job, always, on, job in the back pocket, hasn't he, with Helmsley? Always. Do you remember when he got binned off and he was he was trying to get hired by AEW and then he got hired back again? Yeah, because like, AEW didn't want him, <laughs> apparently. Dreadful. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not top tier cretinity, is it? But no. a man who does he does live his life on the edge of cretinus, 
king of cretininity. Not seen him for a while. He's part of the gruesome twosome, but there's only one of them this week. The disc bros are back. <laughs> Bro. 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 Oh, Vincey Russo. What's he up to? He's, uh, he's commenting on the passing of Jerry Springer. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to come up. <laughs> no, neither did I, but it's... it's oh, I don't know why he's admitting to this. I mean, yeah, the guy's died, fair enough, Springer. He was like 80 or something. You know, not a fan, personally. Right. Uh, but he's, he's come out with this. Man, I must acknowledge this. Man, not bro. Yeah. Very important. Whoa. Make no bones about it. The Jerry Springer show was 100% the inspiration behind the Attitude Era. I wouldn't say it was the inspiration behind the whole Attitude Era. It was <laughs> behind the inspiration for the shit you wrote in the undercard. Fast <laughs> Eddie Ferrara and myself. I mean, calling him fast. I mean, remove the S and then you might <laughs> you might have something. would we'll sit there and watch episode after episode of Springer as we wrote next week's telly. Well, next week's show. Jerry, RIP and thank you. Don't, don't admit to that. It's one of the worst <laughs> TV shows of the, in the history of mankind. <laughs> we based our show on Jerry Springer, which is just utter car crash telly. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, like, of... it's like me and you going, oh, we based our show on Jeremy Kyle. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not taking much uh, inspiration from Jezza. Not, not, not Clarkson. <laughs> not Clarkson, no. I thought, but it just makes me laugh. Like for years, he's been like whinging about Cornette saying, "Oh, all he says, all he says is it was we watched Jerry Springer," and he's just literally gone. Yeah, you're right. Hell, cretin, absolute cretin. He really is. But it's it's part of the course with all Vinny. Yeah, Vinny it's standard him in it. We have got a late running, have we? A late a arrival. Face. A fresh face, a new kid on the block. And that man is a favourite of mine and yours. So once again, <laughs> someone who we enjoy watching is being a prat. Okay. It's old oh, Nicky P, old Nicky Patrick. No way. <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> I don't know how old this is. It is from this year, but it's only come to my radar in the last two days. Former WWE referee Nick Patrick suspects Vince McMahon is secretly running AEW. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> silly, silly, silly man. But the quote, the quote, he just buries himself in the quote, and he's like, I'm one of those old conspiracy theory guys. Great, great. Just, just throw that out. Just, just making everyone think, yeah, you're talking shit, mate. <laughs> I, I just love a conspiracy. Vince is running AEW. 9-11 <laughs> was an inside job. The Earth's flat. Moron. <laughs> and then he's, so, he's like... That's not like AJ Styles, then. <laughs> uh, the gay community. <laughs> Cut that. Um, it's, it's an AJ Styles quote. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> He's put like this. I always think Vince is sitting behind every damn thing, and I'm usually right. No, you're not. You're really not. <laughs> but he's like, I'm just. Yeah, you, no one's ever heard of you since wrestling, have they? You know, no. Literally, no one's heard from him since you had a fight with Earl Hebner. 
on the <laughs> invasion angle. Did you not sell? Oh, fucking hell, I did you not watch that? that? Can't remember. Oh, it. It was, uh, woeful, he's too kind of term for that. <laughs> and he's like, I'm usually right. I'm just a conspiracy theory guy. He may not be running the thing, but he knows everything that's going on. And there are right. other ways to control them. And he's like, he's, right, he's seen that. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. Higher power thinking for <laughs> right. Well, that's him. He might do. He Isn't might he? have sort sources inside. To be fair, you never know. But it's not controlling it, is he? No. <laughs> it's... He wouldn't book a show like that. That <laughs> what makes me laugh. AW is WWE just with indie wrestling for the most yeah. part. All that gimpy comedy they do is the same shit that is on WWE. It's just people kick off with it when it's on WWE. It's all shit. <laughs> it's beyond shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, no one, no one, no one looks any good in a wrestling ring these days, apart from the odd few. But if that talking shoes Joey Ryan killed the phone thing was was written by Russo on WWE TV, it would get panned by every single fucking dirt sheet. Everywhere. Yeah, it would. It was the shit there. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there's some pretty good stuff coming up. To challenge that <laughs> in the next few months when we get yeah, deep sure. into our uh, bonus episodes, but yeah, that was that was my undercard, all all relatively cretinous, but sadly not the most cretinous because no. that spot is taken up by two people, isn't it, Mark? Yeah, the uh, tag team of the year. <laughs> it's uh, it's those two again. It's Davy Meltzer and Brian Alvarez and. Brian Alvarez has really come out of the woodwork this year, and he's he's all over it. There's this this is clip going around, and a few people have put like you know like sad songs over the background of it and stuff like that, and put it in black and white and stuff like that. And they're sat there, and, and for the for the last two or three weeks, they've been getting all cocky about oh we were right and all this and like about all these these uh, things with punk and FTR blah blah blah, and it all came out a week or so ago, might have been two weeks ago, about um, this sort of clear the air meeting that um, Punk had with with Jericho. I think Khan was there and sort of FTR was sort of a middle ground for a mediator as, in a way. And they're the sat there talking. Oh, they'll get pelters for that now, though. Yeah, probably. And th- these two are just sat there going, yeah, it went, went really well. <laughs> yeah, the discussions went great. Yeah, I think he's going to come back. And you've never seen like if you haven't seen the clip, just find it. It's, it's it'll be on Twitter or YouTube or something. It's, you've never seen two men look so <laughs> upset in your life that like they're just thinking to themselves, "Our ah, cash cow's about to die." <laughs> it's, it's dejection on the faces, the resignation in the voice. It's like do you know, like dastardly and mutley when they've been foiled by like <laughs> like the good guy. Yeah, it's like it's proper. You know, he wanted sharks with freaking laser beams on the forehead and he couldn't get it, kind of dejection. You just don't get it. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. And the music's like that, and the Hulk, Incredible Hulk in it, like that like maudlin piano tune as he walks. <laughs> you imagine it like playing that, hello, darkness, my old friend, over <laughs> the back of it and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the best part of it was? I, like Brian Alvarez, I love how... Is so confused at not knowing anything about something that has nothing to do with him. Yeah, he just can't believe. He's like, yeah. "What? How, how do we not know about this?" And... You're not supposed to know, you dick. <laughs> and, the then, and then, have you seen? Of, of, of sort of expanding on that, melts as he's almost sort of baby faced himself now, going on about how apparently Punk was, you know, 
personally requested by Warner Brothers, um, whoever it is do, who owns the Time Warner, whatever it is. Uh, apparently, they essentially were saying, right, we're, we're going to give you this Saturday show and 50 million quid or whatever, yeah. but we need CM Punk on it. It's almost like he draws, right? <laughs> on his radio show, he's like, well, you know, you know, he's had a few problems, but, you know, he's bringing in the money. So he's like, he's trying to babyface himself just to try and, you know what I mean, just to get on the right side of the story again. <laughs> he was always bringing in the money. Yeah. And I think a lot of, this is going to be controversial because somebody will argue with it. This They've done about 45,000 pre-sale for Wembley, yeah. which to be fair is quite good. astounding. Quite yeah. good. I think it's brilliant. But where is is this, where's the ceiling with it? Do you know what I mean? Is it is it a case of is it that's the, a stadium that's it. that needs yeah. a show or is it a show that needs a stadium? I know the general sales not gone on yet, or it might have gone on by now. But fucking hell, 40, 45 grand, forty five thousand attendance is fucking superb for a show that's never done anything over here. But obviously, context: Britain don't get a no. lot of the big shows. I mean, the last one was Clash at the Clash at the Castle, but we hadn't had a proper large arena like a stadium show for 30 years maybe mm. not a web there's not been a show at wembley for 30 years is it so that does have a lot to do with it because people are going because it's a big wrestling show i mean the card's not been announced and we, we talked about this the other time about the the ratings the tv ratings over here and obviously you know there's context to that as well it's it's a false narrative that they're just beating them hands down because yeah. it's it's not it's on, it's on free to air aw over here but I think, and you might argue against this, but I think a lot of the, the clamber now is because it looks like Punk's going to be on that show. So people are going, fucking yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You don't never know. You never know if, they've, if they're going, well, Tony, we're going to be on that show, so I'm not sure if I want him there. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't know what these type these guys have got influence over him. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, he should be it. on it. Should be on the show. Whether I, I can't help but thinking that's a lot to do with it. You know, yeah. oh, we get to see CM Punk because if you think about it, American audience hasn't seen CM Punk in seven years. Yeah. British audience, it's much longer. It's probably 10. Yeah, 10 plus probably. It's one of them though. If he, if he ends up not being on it because they've played the EVP card, it's one of them, isn't it? We've already got I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Yeah, it was. It's a Hogan job, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is. It, to be fair, it's impressive to get forty five, fifty thousand tickets sold already. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. I, mean, I can't, I can't I mean, argue with that. I didn't expect them to get that many on a pre-sale alone. I mean, I, if they're getting upwards of seventy thousand or whatever, that'd be a hell of a effort. Really would. Yeah. I kind of like to be the middle ground because I mean, I don't want them to fail by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's fantastic that they're doing better. But it's on the on the sort of opposite side. You get the sort of pure AEW like. Can't see wrong. crew, yeah. yeah. And when you try and add context to it and look at it objectively, they don't like that. But then no. the people who were like purely WWE can't see the context or the yeah, good in it either. There's a, there's a, I hate that. I hate that narrative where you've got to be one or the other. If there's good stuff on either, you'll stick it on, won't you? Do you know what I mean? At the end of the well, day, there is good stuff on either, but there's a lot of shit on both. <laughs> there is. <It's> not wrong. <laughs> I think. I think. I think they. They will win credit of the Fortnite month, week, whatever, whenever they're coming out with just stuff like this. They're just absolute morons. And it's I'm quite funny. This is the end of it. It's quite funny to actually see them get a little bit of, you know, payback. Taste, taste of their own medicine. Yeah, you know, bit of bit of payback. I think it's quite good to see, actually. It's quite funny to watch them just melt down. I, loved, I loved it. 
Definitely, definitely agree. It was uh, it was the highlight of my week. I'm not going to lie because I've had a pretty shit week, so that's why it was the highlight. So the last night wasn't the highlight. 98th minute penalty. So yeah, fuck that. <laughs> exactly about that. The better. So you got to find these small, you know, pleasures in life when you. I think when that, that when that penalty went in, I just went and watched that video again. <laughs> that really yeah, cheered me up. Cheer me up. <laughs> Well, it looks like it's them two again. They yeah. are nailed on, cretin of the years, and Hall of Famers, they've, they've oh. got to be. We might have to send, set them as a, uh, put them in as a tag team <laughs> nomination this year. Might do, because they're, they're popping up as a, as a tandem more often than, than that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this 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 has made Alvarez come out of the woodwork, and I always used to have a bit of respect for him, but not, not so much anymore, the Richard yeah. Hammond of wrestling. <laughs> He is. He always will be. Yeah, he is. You're right. But anyway, on to uh, on to more positive things. We've got to the the big one, the it granddaddy is, of them all. It's <laughs> the biggest show of the year. Not that you'd know it. <laughs> but we are going to go to the Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, 29th of December, 1996. It's Starcade, baby. <laughs> Two of wrestling's biggest icons lock up in this all-important reunion. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. You got a real big problem, my friend. Versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. I'm the only guy you have never been able to beat. As they say under the big top, it's showtime! Hogan leads the NWO. We are going to build a dynasty. Piper walks alone. I am not with the WCW. I am not with the NWO. I'm Roddy Piper. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Piper, I'm going to break you in half. Versus Roddy Roddy Piper. No surrender. No retreat. It's Starcade, the granddaddy of them all. as we felt when we first got to the arena earlier today. Well, I tell you, you know, Tony, all the hype is over with now. we got to get down to fighting. Roddy Piper, keys to victory. He needs to stay focused. He needs to know he's got a bigger man. He needs to reach way down to bring this thing home for a victory. And Hulk Hogan needs to get the NWO and everything else out of his mind. And he's got to understand that he's got to be prepared to fight or he will lose this thing. This truly is the match of the century. You know something, and what I'm thinking and what everyone else is thinking, Hogan, this is going to be the longest night of your life. 
This man, Rowdy Roddy Piper, is the only man in this sport you don't hold a victory over. You've never defeated Rowdy Roddy Piper. Well, tonight here in Nashville, guess what? You're not going to do it again. Gentlemen, we have seen over the past couple of weeks, over the past couple of months, the NWO increase its ranks, growing stronger. I have said from the onset that it is an attempt to surround Hulk Hogan with more people as we prepare for the match of the decade. Eight great matches tonight as we go to David Pinter to kick off. Quite, uh, not, not as an impressive house as you think for their biggest, you know, um, no. pay-per-view year. 9,030 people. Didn't look like a big like the stage wasn't done or anything like that was it it was like it, it just looked it looked quite small time in a way i think is is that because we're conditioned to watch even in yeah. the dark days of the wwf sort of 93 94 95 it still seemed bigger big time because mm. there was as much as vince on commentary is horrendous like he always had the it's WrestleMania. Like you know, yeah. it's always um, there was umph behind it. Like, like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it just didn't. It felt like it just felt like a nitro, didn't it? Like the, the staging and the, the the arena and stuff like that. I just felt that maybe could have. I think they probably do add to it in and when it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and stuff like that. But um, I felt Halloween Havoc had a bigger feel because it had like the grave stuff and all the horror stuff and yeah, it had a more know. sort of unique feel to it. I know what yeah. you mean. Apparently, it's not your typical warm, fuzzy holiday special, though. So we'll see. We'll see how uh, loving and fuzzy it will be. They all got they all got the similar memo, though, didn't they? All in sort of dinner jackets and blah blah blah. <laughs> Dusty's back. Yeah, but then Tony didn't get the white shirt memo. <laughs> He's got pure yeah, Simeone, he had to, hasn't he? <laughs> he had to wear black. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, there was a little intro package before that. Like there was no sort of like big music or anything it was just a very understated intro package it was all hogan yeah. and piper as you'd expect obviously but there was a there was a bit that they cut out so when he says you've never beat he was about to say you've never beat me and he just cut the beat me off <laughs> and i'm thinking fucking hell never. If he, he can't he can't just take it Hogan. it just seems like he's in the in like the truck in the back going cut that out cut that out Not having get that. that out never said that <laughs> no <laughs> So we get uh, Tony, Larry, and Heenan. Tony, Classic Larry, and Heenan. Do we no, Tony, didn't get Larry, Dusty. Did we? Dusty. Dusty Sorry. was back. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hype the fuck out of Hogan Piper. Obviously, it's the uh, yeah. it's the match of the century, millennium. You Decade, know, blah blah blah. Ever biggest match ever, <laughs> biggest match of the galaxy. And then, but just to just to thump home the bit that they clipped out on the package, Heenan's going, yeah, he's never beaten Piper. He's never beat like he thumps it right home. And I'm like, good lad, good lad. It was good that, but it was a bit of a flat start. I was like, yeah, just didn't get going. It was just like just sort of like there was no pizzazz to it or anything like that. We started off quite positively, in my opinion. Yeah, because you think. Opening match, it can make or break a pay per view for me sometimes because I either picks you up, and at the, at the moment I needed picking up because it was a bit flat. So we get Ultimo Dragon with uh, old stereotypical Sonny Ono versus Mr. Gameface Dean Malenko for about 16 uh, belts. <laughs> yeah, it's a WCW Cruiserweight and J Crown unification match. Nine belts on the line, mental. <laughs> mental. All them belts look exactly the same that are on uh, Ultimo Dragon. I swear three or four of them, the exact same belt. 
<laughs> it's made of all. He's, uh, he's nicked him from Tony Khan's house. He's got that many. He's <laughs> ready to go. The trio's belts are on there. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. He's, like, Ono's even carrying three. Eight, eight is excessive. It really is. Just, it just is. get it as one big belt. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. <laughs> Did you see Dusty was like, he's got all them belts, but the most prestigious belt is the cruiserweight heavyweight title. <laughs> Bless him. Bless him. Didn't quite, didn't quite get, get the concept of cruiserweight, did he? No. Dino gets a pop, though, but is that just because he's American? He's American. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> bit of gold on the back of his waistcoat. Yeah. Flash Added a bit more character to himself now. Yeah. <laughs> He's got. He's gone to the Dulux colour chart and gone. Right, we'll have ornate gold. Just whiz it, whiz it across with get that it all over. paintbrush. Yeah. <laughs> get get Mike Tanay on comms, which yeah. is nice. You kind of need that for the sort of uh, yeah, because they were afraid of a scary stuff. No, the fuck. <laughs> what do you reckon to this then? I thought I thought it was quite good actually. I, there was a couple of gripes of I had it towards the end, but I thought the early exchanges were, were pretty good. Yeah, I thought like. There was some a really nice like feeling out process, very technical. Oh, yeah. Um quality reversals in there. Yeah, like some really good you know, maneuvers and reversals like you just said. But like I think they quite I think they they did mesh together quite well. I've seen there's we've yeah. seen a couple of matches recently where like where it's been like Dean versus like another technical guy and it's not really worked. But like no. I felt like Ultimo Dragon had the technicality, but he also had the ability to, to quick like switch it up and quickness and 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 like you know the high end high like octane stuff as well. Um, yeah, I like the pacing of it. To be fair, yeah, it was very it was very well paced. It was it was it was the match they thought they would start the card with anyway before we even looked at it last week. I just thought this is what they tend to do. Yeah, they start the with the with the more cruiserweight style stuff. Um, you get the obligatory USA chants from the crowd, which standard stuff. <laughs> Did you hear uh, Sonny Ono making a funny into the camera? Said, uh, "What shall I do with the other, with the extra belt? Hold my pants up." <laughs> Still um, doing the fake accent, even though we we know it's fake. Like ooh, literally did the <laughs> fake accento. <laughs> we literally bit, heard him doing his American accent the other week, <laughs> so know. you don't need to do it anymore, Sonny. <laughs> Dusty made a great point. Actually, he says, uh, "Can Ultimo Dragon concentrate on this division and lead it like Dean can?" With having all the belts because he's going to be in there and everywhere because he's got all this other shit to defend. Right? Yeah, a good point. I thought Very I thought point. it started like you said that started really well. Like the great, it was all quite on the ground. A lot of submission moves, but like cinched in. Yeah, not just like so re- put in for the crack. It was like they were working them well. Yeah, it was like a half crab into an STF by the Ultimate Dragon. It was lovely, nice suplexes, and then it starts upping the pace. So they do like a lucha, do you know that lucha drop down stalemate where they like do the dive through the legs and all that yeah. kind of jazz. And... I tell you what, I thought a drag, Ultimate Dragon had a nice vicious streak to him, nice mean streak. Yeah, to his yeah, I, I like that. Really nice really neck breaker by him as well. Got a really yeah. nice neck breaker. But Dean was wrestling face by proxy because obviously you know yeah. the Japanese guy's got a bit of heel, right? Yeah, standard. Because he's foreign. <laughs> See that abdominal stretch he did where he sort of put his leg over Dino's head. He's like modified. Yeah, that was Super. nasty. That. It was it really was. good. I got really into it, but Dino, Dino got his little hope spots in. Like he does, uh, he does that shin breaker, and then drop kicks the knee. You know, just try to work him on for the clover. Yeah, set up the clover leaf. Yeah, 
He got him in a leg lock and he was absolutely relentless with it. It was great. But it was like you could just you could see like the, the aggression in his face and stuff like he sold like it, that he was putting in with so much power and stuff like that so well. Like Dean's really good at that sort of stuff. Like because obviously he's so serious, but you know, with it being a high like high quality match and like important match, you could tell that he'd sort of ramped it up a bit. Definitely. It started getting a bit a bit too many false finishes for for me. That was that was, that was the one sort of thing. I there's a couple of bits where you're thinking, "There's no way that shouldn't be winning the match." Like, like there was exactly. there was a, there Not was two or three of them. There was in particular there was um, there was a jumping tombstone pile driver, which granted it looked fucking mint. Impact was mega. That should have been the finish. Yeah. yeah. Or there was also a fucking nasty. Brainbuster at one point as well, where you're thinking mm-hmm. that should have been the free as well. But other than that, I had, I had no problems. I thought it was good, Matt. You knew you knew at one point old Sonny was Sonny Uno was going to get involved. Um, he started to distract Dean and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but that's that's what he's there for. He's a heel manager at the end of the day. You know, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't mind didn't it. You just knew it. It was, you knew it was coming eventually. Yeah, the only problem yeah, I have, I just think, I think when, when you've had those two, in particular, I know obviously. Dean wasn't going over, so it's irrelevant. But when you got that massive tombstone, big brain buster, and then when you win it with a, when when Ultimo Dragon wins it with, to me it was a pretty piss poor, you know, German suplex, a double underhook German with a, with a nice bridge. But you know, yeah. is that is that is that beating over a tombstone? Is that beating over That's a brain I mean. buster? I'm thinking that, that that was the only thing with me. But I thought the build up to the finish, it was like the, towards the last two or three minutes, was good. Yeah. Um, just, just. A I, little... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. I mean, it was really technical, really good stuff early on. But it's just let's say the finish should take did take a little bit away from it. From me, I didn't expect Dean to lose though. To be fair, so it was a shock finish for me. Yeah, I didn't expect him to lose either because obviously you know Ultimo Dragons New Japan. Like as like I said, it was well paced. It had peaks and troughs. There was nice shifts in control. There's some decent false finishes, but like you said, like we both said, the tombstone and the brainbuster are threes. Yeah. It was methodical with bursts of pace, which I yeah. I like that kind of thing. When it goes hundred miles an hour, it's just baffling. Yeah, you, you, need... you can't follow it. Yeah, it definitely. It was definitely a fun fun opener. Anyway, um... the high on all the high spots made sense. It is a shame Dino lost, but I think Dragon is a worthy champion. I think in that kind of style, yeah. uh, he does lose the J Crown about six days later, though. Uh, it's right. not called Wrestle Kingdom at the time, but on the January the fourth show, he loses it to Liger. So, so he's focused uh, on the WCW one after that. I think guessing. so. I think yeah. so. But we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. The few small gripes aside. Yeah. Next up, we get Akira Hokuto or Rini Ibuki without a mask on with Sunny Ono and Kensuke Sasaki versus yeah. Medusa. For the women's belt, the tournament final. We get Tony the Tiger on comms. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> I'm not sure that was necessary. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't necessary. When when did he become like an expert in like women's wrestling? He must apparently he must do the Saturday show. I think he mentioned it a couple of times that him and Dusty do the Saturday show. So he I must, be, watch he it, must to be fair. <laughs> he's, he must have done a few of the matches in the tournament, so they thought, oh, well, he's done these, so we'll get him on. I mean, I had a look at the tournament brackets, I haven't got them to hand, but like, obviously that Zero was in Shigutu Nagayo, and I thought she'd be like the end of level boss for Medusa yeah. to beat. It happened, but didn't no, it? No, Akira Hokuto gets through to the final, 
Um, was that not? Wasn't it because you said? I think you wasn't. They didn't. They sort of give her the go through because she got fucked over by. Well, she, she got two goals, didn't she? She got her yeah. CMLL gimmick was Rini Yabuki. Yeah, and she wasn't authorized to to do it in America, so yeah. they gave her one as herself as well. And Akira Hokuto, she's she's past the prime here, but she yeah. was she had she, she had a lot of neck she had a lot of neck injuries. Mm. She broke you her neck in a match see. and carried on. Yeah. And like cut herself open and takes it up and carries. She's a bit of a hard bastard, do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so she's with a guy called Kensuke Sasaki. I don't know if you know him. That's a, a real really. life husband. He's Big one of only five really. men. Oh yeah, God yeah. He's only he's one of only five men to hold all three of Japan's major belts, which is the IWGP for New Japan, the Triple Crown for All Japan, and the GHC belt for Noah. And he's mm. an MMA fighter, so legit. <laughs> Yeah, big star. <laughs> she looks she fucking insane. It's like a wedding know. dress with like mad white hair and a gas mask on. Yeah, gear was all like like was it like cheetah print and stuff, and also it was. Yeah, it was. She, she stood out. Not yeah. gonna lie there. So, uh, fucking Medusa looked great though, didn't she? Jesus. If it was, if it had a different print on it, yeah, because the all American gear is proper lame. It is, but she looked good, didn't she? In good nick, <laughs> she's definitely a good nick. I mean, uh, I mean, the shorts that she had on weren't leaving much to your imagination, were they? <laughs> oh, not really. Like, like not a really. ring piece was eating them. <laughs> okay, now <laughs> cut that. <laughs> I'll tell you what I don't like about this match: the fact that it's one of them. We all hate this person because they're not American. I Again. hate him, hate him, <laughs> hate him. Every every time you get one, and every because because they're going to be work because they're sort of working with New Japan. It's always going to be like that, and it's 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 really annoying. <laughs> so Medusa gets absolutely dominated early on, doesn't she? She does, but she does that. That Akira Hokuto does that stereotypical Japanese thing, which I found is a uh, is something that happens a lot with Japanese women wrestlers. They always screech like a banshee. Like yeah, Asuka does. Is that is that they've been told to, or is just that just a natural their version of grunting or whatever? Fuck knows. Odd, isn't it? But yeah, it really is odd. I don't understand why they do that thing where they just grab the hair and launch them. They don't seem to do that that much these days, which is nice. Yeah, I don't like I it. I don't understand why in because most of the blokes have long hair as well. Yeah, I mean? so they, so it's because it is stereotypical, isn't it? Oh, a cat fight, grab the air and all yeah. that. That's why they've done it, I think. But these two can fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Didn't really get a chance to, though, did they? Hokuto's gear, to me, looks like if Kate Bush was in Mad Max. It's proper <laughs> mental. <laughs> that is a... That's a hell of a comparison, or and, and <laughs> whatever you want. She does look a bit like Kate Bush with the mad hair, and like yeah, like I know one of those sort of drowning underwater Kate Bush videos where she's all like in a you know a flowy outfit, Wuthering Heights on the Mars. <laughs> um, There's a couple of absolutely stinky looking DDTs by Medusa, aren't they? They look. Oh, awesome. it was shocking, wasn't it? Absolutely <laughs> botch, but. There was some nice bits in there. I mean, there's a lovely Northern Light suplex by Hokuto. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was... I think I still don't get the toe-biting stuff. Yeah, that's that's not for me, that. Nicky P. reffing. 
<laughs> didn't have much to sort of do in this one, though, did he? Not really. I mean, I'm glad that Hokuto didn't sell that botched DDT. Yeah. He just got up and hit a release German. <laughs> which shocking. Was Two shocking ones, aren't they? Really bad. Yeah. I thought he got a bit botchy and stagey after a while. And I mean, there's a bit where Medusa's like, waits a good five seconds, like stood on the rope looking behind her for Hokuto to come over. And she's like, Locked eyes on her, and then she hits a tornado DDT. <laughs> it was it was a bit of a shit show, really, wasn't it? Yeah, classic Nikki Nikki P slow counts as well. Lovely, but you want to see? <laughs> see some more of them later. <laughs> yeah. So she drop kicks. Hokuto drop kicks. Uh, gets drop kicked out by Medusa and takes a hard fucking bump. And Ono comes in with an American flag as Patrick is sort of half looking at him and half looking at Hokuto on the yeah. outside. It's with the uh, flag, the drop kick, a brain buster for three, and Hokuto wins the belt at seven minutes and seven seconds. It was short. But it was shit. But <laughs> it, was, it wasn't great. It was... I'm surprised it was at the finish. I thought, the, I thought yeah. the whole tournament was built for Medusa, to be honest. Well, this is it, or is it? Is it the classic, she's going to chase the heel now? Yeah. Probably. Probably. I mean, it was all right. There's bits of it was all right, but it should have and could have been much better. Should have been a lot better, shouldn't it, really? Yeah. And if it, maybe it's because it was that classic case of, like, you've got seven minutes, get your shit in, Brian yeah. Cage it. Brian Cage it. That's it. <laughs> Probably. If they, if, 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 they, if they could have done it again, it would have been a lot better, I think, wouldn't it? I'm assuming there'll be a rematch yeah. down the line. I didn't mind the interference. I just thought the flag shot was shit. It didn't look like it did anything, did it? <laughs> After that, though, we we go backstage and uh, first appearance of Mean Gene for the night. Thank you very much. We are back in the locker room area tonight, the big main event. Some are calling it the match of the decade. I've got to say it is the match of the century. From the NWO, Hulk Hogan will be facing my guest at this time in the role of challenger. He's done that many times over the years when I've covered him. Rowdy Roddy Piper, welcome to Music City, USA. It seems like we get together traditionally at this time of the year, one reason or another, but tonight, I guess, much more important. Since you arrived at Halloween Havoc, you have made your intentions perfectly clear. You're standing on your own ground, not for World Championship Wrestling, but for Rowdy Roddy Piper, and Hogan has really done it this time. He has stirred up a hornet's nest. (laughs) I gotta tell you, Uh, Music City, USA, I sing like a bird, like a vulture! (laughs) And people telling me, oh, you're gonna kick Hogan's butt, it's gonna be no problem! Are you kidding? He's six foot seven, 270 pounds! I'm a midget! Sky Lolo, me, right there, baby! With Hogan, gonna be a walk in the park. Jurassic Park, honey. Have you seen this guy? Have you seen what he's thinking? I have! I don't listen to him. I just look at him. I watch that big dumb mug. It's perfectly suntanned. I watched him come in in the limousine, the long Volkswagen, and here he comes, and here it is, the match of the icon. Not wound up yet, but I'm getting there. There's plenty, folks, uh, icons. Thing that's been kind of PO and me is like we are the only icons ever in the whole history of the sport of professional wrestling. There's a little man out there, dead and bought all from '77 to the rest of the time was in a Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. 
There's the guy, Strangler Lewis. Couple of folks heard of him. Guy, George Gorgeous George. Couple of folks heard of him. And then there's this big mountain, Hogan. You know, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be something. I said, I want to be something. Give me an instrument. They gave me the bagpipes and a dress. I'm the one that can call a dress. You know why? Because I'm tough enough to. I went with that. What am I going to do? A piano? Hard to carry in a parade, brother. Hard to carry. My whole life has been hard. Six kids I've had to feed. My whole life has been hard. I left home when I was 13. You think I'm going to give up? Not a chance. Of course, it's the season tidings. There was tidings in reverse. And they say, it's better to give than receive. No, this will not be a problem. You see, if you take Hogan's ego, did I say Hogan's? Hogan's ego, what's your name? Roseanne Barr's brought up, put it on his head. It's a yarmulke. See you later. Wait a minute, Roddy, don't go away. I've got to ask you this in closing. What about the hip? get you back to the ring. Roddy's fucking fired up and he's just like he's in game time, like game zone, like he's just fully focused. It's been out with, been out with Tony Khan, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he I think he was by the looks of him. He saw he actually initially puts Hogan over saying, look at this guy, you know, you can say what you want about him, but this guy is fucking scary. He's massive. He's look at his body, he's he's tall, blah blah blah. And and the big fret he is. He cuts a proper like unhinged promo. Shits all over John Moxley's promos, by the way. <laughs> yeah, oh god, yeah. But I barely I have a clue what he was saying halfway through it, but I was enthralled by it from minute one. This is it. He talks utter shite, but because he's got that it's like it's like Warrior, right? You you had no idea what Warrior was saying, but he says it with such conviction and passion and he's that fired up. Yeah. You just went you're like enthralled by it. It's shit. <laughs> but you're enthralled by it because yeah. if you broke it down delivery. and listened like word by word what what Piper was saying, you think, what the fuck is he going on about? Like well, just talking up to waffle, but he, just he said it. it's going to be a walk in the park, Jurassic Park. Then he says, plenty of folks are icons. He says, uh, Dusty, he's one out there. Strangler Lewis, some people have heard of him. Gorgeous George, some people have heard of him. I mean, he's picked two, one from the thirties, one from the fifties. Couldn't, couldn't have said Flair, maybe. Or, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's a bit more modern. One of his, his uh, mate. He, well, that's best it. He, mate called, <laughs> he says he, he can call a kilt a dress because he's tough enough to. He proper botches. And then he says something about Rose Ambar's bra. You put it on top of his head. It's a yarmulke. It's fucking mental. And then Gene asks about the hip and he hops out of there. <laughs> it was, I thought it was brilliant. I loved it, but genuinely insane. <laughs> I know. He's so watchable, though, isn't he? Fucking hell. <laughs> he is must-see TV. Yeah, he is. But after that, then, we get on to another, another, another contest. It's Jushin Funderliger versus Rey Mysterio Jr. in their first ever meeting, according to... Uh, was it Mike Tanay who said that? I can't remember. Yeah, um, I'm sure we've seen this before. I don't know if we're getting confused with psychosis, because they look a bit similar, don't they? Or has it been Dean versus Liger? Was it Dean versus Liger? Possibly. Either that or they've just forgotten. And that could easily be that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They do forget about a lot of things on their show. <laughs> 
Ray Ray look they both look awesome to be fair. Like they both stand out instantly. Um, Classic Power Rangers baddie. He, he <laughs> he's Megazord, isn't he? Yeah, he literally is. He literally looks spitting dabs of him, doesn't he? But the one thing that's quite impressive about it, I think whoever get whoever who said this, obviously we mentioned last time we saw him, he had a he had a brain tumour, didn't he? But they had it removed in August of that year, nineteen ninety six, and he's wrestling in in December. That's insane. December. That to me is absolutely insane. And some of the stuff he does and all that, that's an incredible recovery. really is. Um, But you can clearly tell it's affected his in-ring, which he's bouncing, obviously. Yeah. He's a a bit slower. Oh, yeah. I don't don't think that's a bad thing. No, I think think it actually probably benefited him, really. Probably, because he's still going, well, is he still going now? He was definitely going a couple of years ago. Yeah, he was still going up until... Three or four years ago, I think. I don't know if I don't know if he is anymore. Like, um, I think you can get away with that a lot more when you when you wear a full body suit and a mask because you visually don't age. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean, yeah. it's like Flair. If Flair went out now, you'd be like, "Look at well, look at you. You look like a, a crinkled Frankfurter." <laughs> what in his yellow vest? Oh no, his purple vest. Sorry, <laughs> hot dog skin. That was awful. That. Yeah, that was <laughs> Uh, what do you reckon to this one? I've always decent and it, nice, nice struggle to start with. I mean, it was all athletic, but it looked like a struggle. I, I, it didn't work for me as much this one. To be fair, it wasn't as good as the first match, but no, it was. They did have there was bits in it which I really liked. Obviously, Ray's it's a classic Ray story. He's the small guy, but Liger did some good stuff. He had like some really vicious chops. He had a really nice nasty street. There's a really nice delayed vertical suplex by Liger. Yeah, and Ray's bumping like an absolute like champ for him. Not many Bumps better than like, bumping. No, I'd say DDP won't bad. Yeah, I love the elevation that that they all get. Every single one of them, not just Liger, on that face plant where they sort of press him in the air yeah. and he just drops on his face. It's it must be Look a dream me. to work with. You oh, must yeah. be a dream. Slobbing about like a rag doll, can't you? <laughs> but I think this was a bit similar to the first match in the fact that it had a nice pace into it because mm. it was quite methodical from Liger and then Ray ups the pace and shines a little like because he's like Rana's uh, head scissors yeah. out and then he does that Rana's fake out dive. Guy. Oh, he loves a Rana. <laughs> There's a nasty suplex to the outside by Liger and then he power bombs him on the concrete. I thought that was vicious. Yeah, that was nasty. Does a does a nice tilt a whirl backbreaker? Do love a nice tilt a whirl. I wouldn't say it was as good as Eddie's, but it was still pretty sweet. Yeah, the sweat about a tilt a whirl move. It just looks cool, doesn't it? it does. I know, I know, it, I know it's stagey as anything, but it works. <laughs> it does. A, it, it puts him in a surfboard. It was glorious. He was almost doing like leg push ups with him because yeah. it doesn't weigh. It's fucking great. <laughs> what do you reckon? I thought I thought it was all right, but. Like you said, it didn't land as well as the first match. But... No, it wasn't as good as the first match. I just think, I don't know. I don't, just, there was a few stagey bits. I think you could, you could. There was, there was a few setups and stuff like that. I didn't hate it. I just didn't think it was the best Ray match we've seen. Well, obviously, the Dean match, the that first one we saw was the best by some distance, and, and the other one with Dean as well. But I yeah, thought that's it was the benchmark, in it. Yeah, that's that. That's the be- probably the best couple of sort of cruiserweight matches I think I've ever seen. And I think it might to... be the best match that we've had on this yeah. run. Possibly, yeah. That first yeah. one, yeah. I, I thought there was a few. There was enough in there to be getting enjoyment out of it. Like some of the 
some of the stuff by, like you said, some of the impressive bumps by Ray and the way he sells. You know, you can't even see his face, but he's one of the best sellers going. Yeah. Liger was good. Love, love that power bomb for some reason. Although Ray definitely kicked it free, so I don't know what happened there. Yeah. <laughs> but some of the stuff he was doing to Ray, like it's like. He was really taking advantage of the fact that Ray's only tiny. Like, he puts yeah. a single crab on him, single leg crab, and he legitimately bends him in half. He was almost sat on his head. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just, just wrapping him up like a pretzel or something. It's <laughs> good. There's a bit where he did a dragon screw leg whip, and Dusty is absolutely buzzing off it. It's a what? A dragon screw leg whip? <laughs> so what, though? They're putting a lot of the, the Japanese talent over on this show, aren't they? Certainly are. She'd, yeah. she'd almost be like be a faction of them all uh, Hokuto, Liger, yeah. Sasaki, the manager. <laughs> yeah, Ultimo Dragon. It should be called Lexi plural. <laughs> Love Lexi. <laughs> like a ja- Japanese Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, it does a, it's a swan dive headbutt for two though. Why do that if it's not your two? Uh, not the thing and you just had a fucking brain tumor. Don't be doing that <laughs> shit. The best idea, you mad it? bastard. <laughs> Yeah, and then monster set out power bomb for free at fourteen minutes and seventeen seconds. That's the only thing. The only the odd thing about the finish, Ray like kicked out at free. I, I don't know. Yeah. What, was that was that dodgy or was that? I don't know. I don't know. I can't be. I can't imagine it's uh, Ray going. Yeah, it don't work for me, brother. <laughs> he's Bobby fished it. <laughs> Ogred himself. He's like he's just been hanging around with Ogan too much, hasn't he? <laughs> Did you not think the crowd were a bit dead for it though? Yeah. Which is a, which is mm. weird because they're normally quite hot for a not flippy floppy but more fast paced cruiserweight style match. They normally get quite into them, but I don't know if it's because they sort of were quite into the the first match or what. I don't know. I think sometimes weird. that's the that's the problem with putting like a really hot match on first. Yeah, you can burn it out a little bit, can't you? Do you not? Um, do you not? Do you not remember when like the young books and Omega are always going on first just because they got the. Like the crowd at the peak because they were dead excited and then everything went downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was tactical, wasn't it? Fucking hell! Yeah. hell. <laughs> but it moves. It moves rapidly on. Yeah. Hell. Very like, there's quick. no pissing about tonight. It's like on with it, crack on. <laughs> and we get a uh, Chris Benoit with a devilish woman yeah. versus Jeff Jarrett. This, no this should have been Jack Benoit and Sullivan. I'm sorry. This is what I mean. Like, it doesn't seem like the biggest show of the year because if it was your biggest show of the year, you put your hottest feud of the year. Yeah. You've got your Hogan Piper thing, which, to be fair, is hot as fuck because of the stuff that's yeah. been building up to it. But Benoit uh, Sullivan is probably the hottest feud you've got. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's weird that Jeff Jarrett is here. It's just to get him on the card, <laughs> isn't it? But it just it's just an odd one for me that's the only thing i could think for the entire match i mean i don't like jarrett that much anyway i think he's all right in the ring bit of a no, he's go home heat yeah. go home heat with me <laughs> but um all i could think of this should have been the the blow off you know a, a cage match or something like that or some sort of no disqualification or a last man standing i don't know you know what i mean for between sullivan and benoit which is just annoying really the weirdest thing as well they've only had one match on pay-per-view yeah, it was that one we saw one at the bath, like where it all went in into the, the bathroom. bathroom room. Room. Yeah, that was great. It was a great match. This is basically just because Jared thinks he's a horseman. Yeah, and Benoit doesn't think he's a horseman. Can you see it? Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like fucking 
you know when Paige and the books and fucking Omega all fell out and it's all like it's like well you're my friend oh, but you're, you're not, not my you're friend. not my friend yeah it's a bit <laughs> wet yeah it's been while getting new music no it's the same one of them is it it wasn't Matt drive been, time slightly re- no it's his his own music doesn't he i think you get oh, confused with the with the horseman tune yeah he's got his own music i think i think, so. I think uh jarrett's jarrett gets a a big reaction but it's like half hometown pop and half yeah. fucking booze because he's in his hometown isn't he yeah yeah he, he was always gonna get a decent reaction i suppose wasn't he what did you think of this i thought it was flat i thought benoit tried like he was vi- vicious I don't know if it's just because I was just sat there in my head going, "This should be Sullivan." Yeah, it might. It might very well be I like looked at it negatively because I, I mean, I, I didn't think it was that great of a match, but I just like objectively, I was just thinking, "Why is this on your biggest card when it's just like there's no build to it? There's no, there's no umph to it. There was no, there was no, no. feud. There wasn't enough feuds really, was there on the on the? No, that was the only problem I think. But the cynic in me goes, is that Hogan saying, no, we're still my thunder, no, we're still my thunder. And it's like, you're the main event, mate. No one's stealing your thunder, shut up. Yeah, you never know with him, but do you? He's, he's an insecure man, very, very insecure about his spot. I think, yeah, Benoit was like really vicious at first with all his chops and kicks and slaps. And he stands on Jarrett's head, which was, yeah. I thought was a bit mad. And then Jarrett does that sort of, fire up thing and then starts walking all over Benoit and then struts like a dickhead and I'm thinking if you're in this heated rivalry you're not strutting are you really let's be honest you know what I mean? <laughs> there's no seriousness to it yeah. it's just a moron I don't get I don't really understand why it was no DQ there was like it didn't deserve an ODQ sort of moniker did it like it wasn't it wasn't big enough for it it wasn't built enough for it it's a nice bit of a distraction by women, uh, women by a woman, and then <laughs> Benoit just rags him about and he chops the ever loving shit out of him. Yeah, and I'm just like, I mean, I don't like, I don't like him, Jarrett. He's got go home here with me, and watching him getting battered is always nice. <laughs> did it for you? Did it? <laughs> yeah, I really didn't mind this. I thought there was a bit of psychology to it. Jarrett's obviously working heel. Benoit's just railing on him. Yeah. Um, nice, some nice hope spots. Desperation back suplex to uh, get out of this sleeper that he put on him, and like Benoit's using the ropes and everything. And it's not very often you see like a, a decent sleeper, and then you get two, two in one <laughs> night. Uh, like Benoit, yeah, that's it. Benoit's just rampant, like relentless, and. Jarrett just genuinely can't hang with him in no. the ring, and not He's just that level of in, to him. yeah, that level of intensity that Benoit has. Yeah, in the ring, there was no one could touch him for that seriousness. No, not even Dino, because Dino's not like vicious. No, he's methodical, isn't he? He's more a slower sort of. I'll break you down piece yeah, by piece wrestle, type thing. Wrestles with his brain. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was just more... I think, if anything, it was just the disappointment that it wasn't the match I sort of wanted to see. That was the only problem. But there was enough... There was some good stuff in there. I just could, I just didn't really get invested in it. That was the only thing. And I thought the finish was poor. It was weird. Like, Arne, Arne rocks up. He walks right past Benoit and, like, throws him a proper, like, daggers yeah. and goes and stands in Jarrett's corner. It was cold, man. Yeah. Cold. And then Conad and then Hugh Morris come down, 
carrying woman out of the arena because obviously she's been getting involved a few times. And then Sullivan gets in the ring, absolutely nails Benoit with like a wooden chair. That was uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> and then Arn hits Jarrett with a DDT, and it's like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> Chucks him in the ring, and his arm like barely touches Benoit's chest and gets the three at like 13, 14 minutes or whatever it was. I mean, <laughs> odd finish. And then Arn and Woman argue. I thought, I thought it was all right for what it was, but it really yeah. needed to be Benoit and Sullivan. Did. But after that, we get we get Gene in the alley. He's trying to get some answers from Benoit, but Benoit fucks off. No such luck with sort of Arn as well. He and then then we get the uh, the Mongo and Roboto segment. What what a treat! What a treat <laughs> that is. The audio was fucking awful. I couldn't. Hear, it was like echoey, wasn't it? It was like someone. Yeah. Was, Mongo was like berating Benoit, saying Jarrett got put on a silver platter for him and he couldn't beat him. Essentially, that was one of the other things he said. And then Waff, and then Roboto with the most, like he, she gets the most booze and heat in the entire company. I swear, down. Yeah, she is. She gets more heat than like anyone. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I mean, she, she does the usual self promotion bit, but she slags off woman. She says she's been rode hard and put up wet. So yeah, and, not, then, and then Gene was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> I'm not, I'm not au fait with that saying, so I had to look it up. It means she's a bit of a slag. Yeah, essentially, apparently. <laughs> apparently, so. But Mongo gets her four babies here, so that was nice. <laughs> he's 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 bringing it back, isn't he? It just I thought we were going to get Kevin Green watched. appearing today, just to uh, oh, you know, really no, 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 no. Season's just started. What are you on about? <laughs> no, it's not actually. It's not. Season should have finished. In, in the Super Bowl season, sort of no. January, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, this was. This is starting to just feel like any other pay per view or a yeah. bumper nitro. Doesn't feel special, does it? Really? No, we we get that dark side sting package again, which is better than the Bonnie better Tyler the, one by a yeah. mile. <laughs> better for the holding out for a hero. But after that, then we get a, a match that. We were quite intrigued by. Yeah. They've not built enough, unfortunately. They've not built much. No. That's it. That's the problem, isn't it? When you've got him as the main event, he's literally the one who wants all the, the promotion. He wants all the all the, the to be about him. But yeah. this is a match that on paper could have been, you know, had qualities. Uh, so we've got the world tag titles, the outsiders, Hall and Nash versus... Uh, well, they've got Waltman with them, or Six, whatever he's called. Does he just not wrestle anymore? No, no just, <laughs> just he's just a little lackey, isn't he? <laughs> seen him once against um, Jericho. He's just a little like hype man, isn't he? That's all he is. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's the flavor, flavor of the NWO. <laughs> <laughs> he'll have a he'll have a clock around his neck soon next week. <laughs> what time is it? It's time to stop the Somers. It's six o'clock. <laughs> So we're down. So it's uh, so it's outsiders versus uh, the faces of fear. Champions entering first. That's not for me. That didn't enjoy that. Not for me either. But it could be meaty as fuck. Oh yeah, they looked resplendent, didn't they? (laughs) They looked resplendent, mate. They really did. There was a bit bit of a pop when the NWO music came on, but when them two came out, it got a nice pop. Decent. Oh yeah, very good. You could tell that the crowd really wants to see them, but there's. Don't really don't. see him that often. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Faces look mean as hell. Lovely. Oh, yeah. Vicious. They look like they've got the mean business, don't they? 
Patrick Nicky Traffin. Patrick. Lovely. <laughs> proper sleazy bastard, isn't he? <laughs> I love it. I thought this match was well fun, to be fair. Do you know what? The whole thing, there wasn't any anything abysmal on it. No. There was some sort of mid mid middle of the road kind of stuff, but yeah, I enjoy I enjoyed this. I mean, I always enjoy these two yeah. teams going at it. Tony mentions that the NWO grace period's gone. Yeah. Do you know like the thirty day grace 30 day period? Thing, yeah. And then he tells Bobby Heenan to talk like you're against them because he's just like can't get out of his heel commentator mode. <laughs> he, get, he almost like back Hall and Nash, doesn't he? When he whenever they're yeah. like in, in a match. <laughs> Bless him. Yeah, this was this was just stiff. Loved it. Yeah, it was fun. You know, anytime you get Scott Hall and Meng trading shots, you're gonna enjoy it, are you? Bloody hell! Uh, Scott Hall's yeah. right hands are fucking just beautiful, aren't they? No, I don't. I can't think of any better, really. Than no, than... no, no. His right hands are beautiful. Yeah. He, he drops Meng with uh, Meng drops him with an absolute naughty clothesline, and he just just proceeds to maul him. And then Hall gives him a bulldog, and Meng just pops right back up. <laughs> just don't sell it. <laughs> no sell. <laughs> and then he uh, Hall does the silly, silly bastard thing of spitting at Barbarian like he did to Stevie Ray at Halloween Havoc. You don't silly. do that. <laughs> but he tags, tags big Kev straight in, proper chicken shit, love it. Great. Side knees in the deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, side knees in the deal, fucking flipper a punch, back elbow. <laughs> he was going for the full shebang. He gets a few in, didn't he? <laughs> he did, yeah. You notice how, like, ref was just letting it all go, but then, like, whenever... Face of fear got like a bit of momentum. Patrick was like stepping in, going, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, like, just not even like hiding it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I liked about this as well, though? Do you know when he does that sort of spitting at Barb chicken shit heel kind of thing? Yeah. Because they're both big blokes, you'd be like, Oh, can only get that away with that with Faces of Fear, really. Yeah. Because they're like, all couldn't... big bastards. Couldn't do it with like rock and roll express or something like that. Could no, you? <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> But it, it it was well worked. It wasn't like top tier in ring, but it was no. psychologically quality. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Did that bit where they, they clash each other's heads and didn't sell it, and then they do a double headbutt because, you know, they've got such rock-hard heads. <laughs> it's fucking silly. Nash it snake eyes. Yeah, there's another one. Gets that in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got most of them in, didn't he? He got side slamming, I think, at one point. He did. Side side slam. (laughs) (laughs) People won't know what we're on about. (laughs) No, stick it in. Fucking monster boot by Bab. Absolutely drops. Score. But then it was a delayed cover. Meng does this pile driver again. But again, delayed cover. Yeah. Pile driver. Patrick was getting down. It takes him ages to get down, doesn't it? So he can sort of get away with it, being a two. Outsiders, other than like the the little spitting spot and stuff, they were working face predominantly. Yeah, it was. Well, the crowd was, was more into odd. them, really, weren't they? They're just sort of like you know. I know that nowadays they probably don't look it, but they're so cool at the time and so like the sort of the big thing that the crowd can't help but sort of cheer for him in a way, can they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you can tell they're the guys that people want to see, and Hogan's a bit. Mm, yeah, not not for us. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's a bit of six gets involved and he rags Jimmy out of the apron and chases him out. 
and you think, oh, it's evened up now. Go, no, 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 no. Yeah. They've still you got Nicky P. Nicky. <laughs> Nicky, oh, Nicky P's in there. And like Barb's working over Scott Hall with like nerve holds and starts giving, putting the boots to him and yeah. Paul gets, gets a back suplex and a hot tag to Kev. Commentary was good though, wasn't it? They were like, oh, that's that's probably the only way they're going to beat him because Patrick's not going to count to three. And they're going, yeah. Yeah, maybe, a, maybe a passing out or a nerve hold or something like that. That's the only way they're going to win. I thought that was pretty good yeah. commentary. I thought it was smart. So big boot to Barb, but Meng saves him and uh, him and Hall brawl out. And then Nash, Nash ducks the boot and hits the jackknife to a big fucking pop yeah. at three at just under 12 minutes. I thought it was decent. Yeah. Didn't outstay its welcome either, did it? Exactly. I It's just four big bastards having a scrap on it. There wasn't a lot of fuckery, which was a shame because you sort of expect a bit more fuckery. Yeah. But if they're going over, I'd have thought, you know, Patrick would have been a bit more prominent. I think I think there was a there was the bits where he was like when he was just taking so long to count like to count like it wasn't even like subtle anymore yeah. like like they are building towards it and it sort of it comes to a head a little bit later on as well doesn't it, it? certainly does yeah <laughs> so after that though we get the rest of the NWO there backstage you know Piper the time for talking is over you know there's an old saying you better be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. Well, you asked for it, brother. You come strolling back in here saying, hey, I'm as big an icon as Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I'm as big a star as Hollywood Hogan. I want him all to myself in the middle of the ring. Well, Piper, you got what you want, but you're going to regret it. Well, you know, trillionaire Ted, I already called the Hacienda man. Venice Beach, California, the ticker tape parade is going down right now because they're on, you know, that Pacific time. I told him I already won, man. I told him the victory was in the bag. I pinned him in the middle of the ring, and all six of his kids were crying in their cold Campbell soup. But, you know, I begged and begged and begged when I came to Nashville. Tell me it ain't so. Tell me it's not really happening. Tell me that the man that wears the crinkled skirt didn't climb on the plane, didn't already fly back to Mother's Disaster in the Portland Pacific area, and he's not running for his life. And up until just a moment ago, I thought I was going to have to go out into the ring with thousands of thousands of Hollywood Hogan fans wearing my shirt and tell them the real truth that Rowdy Roddy Piper ran for his life. I'm the only icon. The belt stays with the NWO. And he's scared to death. But I saw. One of his snotty-nosed kids running around trying to bum a quarter to buy a Coke. And I know that Rowdy Roddy Piper, no matter how much of a liar, no matter how much of a cheater, and no matter how much of a woman he really is underneath that skirt, it's the nature of the beast. You don't leave your kids behind. So all I gotta say, dudes, Hollywood style. We're going out to have fun because I ain't heard nobody say that it's Rowdy Roddy Piper today. Vince, have you heard anybody say that? How about it, Vince? I know you haven't. How about you, truly, Nerd Ted? It ain't Rowdy Roddy Piper Day, so let me tell you something, sucker. Today is Hollywood Day. 
to prove a point, to put the final period on my legacy, to show everybody, the people, the producers, everybody in the wrestling business that I made this business, I'll make it tomorrow, and if it wasn't for me, the wrestling business wouldn't be on the map, and I'm not acting with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Sloan, or any of those chumps. We're doing it the Hollywood way. Piper, what you gonna do? <laughs> DiBiase's got a mic, and then he's like, oh, Piper's gonna regret his wishes for the match tonight. Hogan's says with his usual side, I didn't think he was gonna turn up tonight and all this, and and he, and he said one good line in it where he was like, tonight's match cements my legacy. Um, that's the first line he's done for a couple of weeks has been any good. But other than that, he was just talking shit again. <laughs> I thought I thought Diviossi did a solid job setting him up. Yeah. Because he's giving it like, like the comes, as they cut to him, comes say something like, um, because Piper got mic time, they want equal mic time, the NWO. Yeah. But then he just, Hogan tries to do the sort of rambling Piper-style tirade, doesn't he? But hasn't got the the sort of nutty charisma to do it. I mean, Hogan is charismatic. I'm not saying he isn't, but yeah, Piper's got style. a different, complete. Yeah, and then he goes and he says something like, "Because he's in California, it's Pacific time, so they think he's won already." And I'm thinking, "What is this? Do you, do you ever remember that bullshit lie he told where he said he'd wrestled 400 days a year or something because he'd yeah. keep going to and from Japan because of the time?" So he's a moron, man. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't understand time zones clearly. Um, he's saying Pipe, Piper's kids were crying, and Piper's scared, and his kids begging for a quarter to buy a coke or something. And it's it's not heat. Yeah. This is an old man trying to be cool. It's just not fun, is it? It's just not good. It's just not good at all. And then the fake laugh, the fake laugh at the end. <laughs> he's so shit, isn't he? Yeah, he's such a shit bro. <laughs> he's such a bad promo and he really is oh it was woeful but luckily <laughs> when we cut back yeah i can hear smells like yoga blaring out <laughs> great reaction for ddp Oof. that baby face turns coming you can feel it simply put he looks money yeah definitely i love it so we've got uh, Diamond Dallas Page versus Eddie Guerrero in the US tournament, US title tournament final. Yeah. Eddie's all fired up, gets puffed with his bang. Still looks 80s as fuck, doesn't he? Yeah, it does. <laughs> that mullet worked so much better when he was like that sleazy Latino heat heel. Yeah, really it doesn't work in like the the, the one-piece like singlet, does it? Or whatever, like... <laughs> really, it's, work a, as well. it's quite, quite an aggressive start. Yeah, it's like... It felt it felt quite big this match. I don't know if it was yeah, just, it just felt quite big to me. It was one of the few matches on it where I thought, "What's oh, so behind this?" Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's been bubbling away for months, hasn't it? This one. Yeah, I, I obviously you know we've been all over this for a couple of months. Eddie Eddie rocks out an eight point eight on the steamboat straight off the bat. Lovely, Oof. top tier, probably the best arm drag in the business at the time. Yeah, Shawn Michaels maybe. Close second, but pretty damn bottom, good, isn't but, it? Let's be honest. I said it's, it's almost a shame that he's going to turn face organically because he's such a great cocky prick. Yeah, he could he could still use that guy because in a way. Well, yeah, considering like when Hogan was a baby face, he used to do all the eye raking and back raking yeah. and all that shit. But it it fires Eddie up when he's being a cocky prick, and and Eddie was just 
Great shining. Eddie great was drop. on it, wasn't he? Yeah, great drop kick, great bump out by Page. He takes some great bumps, Page. He really does. <laughs> did, you hear, did you hear Dusty calling it the froggy splash? <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> That's why we call it that. I know. <laughs> the froggy, froggy. He does um he does like Seamus esque chest shots on the ropes, Paige. What like the the, the yeah like the, the, the four the round, yeah. yeah yeah quite like that. It was quite a back and forthy to start with. Yeah, a um, bit of quality by Eddie with that high low and an armbar. Great sell job by Paige. He was struggling. It was just nice stuff. It was really technical. I think having Paige working with guys like Eddie can, can work quite well. Only make it. him yeah, it can only make him better because. Yeah. He's still quite green in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But he's definitely getting it. And he's bumping. He's fucking insane. Quality, isn't it? I'm surprised he's as fit as he is now at nearly 70. Yeah. He's probably the, no. seven, the fittest 70-year-old going. Isn't he? He's flexible as fuck and all sorts of good shape. But he looked hand, after himself, it? though, hasn't he? To be fair, he's looked after himself for a long time, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, DDPY. Exactly. What, called, <laughs> what did you reckon to this? I thought I thought it's pretty decent. Yeah, loved it. To be fair, really enjoyed it. Anytime you watch these two, I think they, I think the match they had last time was really good as well. This one was probably a little bit better. I just thought they they worked together. I thought there was a nice story behind it. It's been long running, so you could get invested in it. DDP is just absolutely mint. <laughs> absolutely love him. I mean, he's one of them where on this run through where I was like. He's, he's one person who's really surprised me of how good he actually is. Because, you know, you hear things about him, and I've only really seen the odd few bits, and I thought he doesn't look all that, but love watching him. So yeah, much charisma, so much, yeah. like, natural charisma. And this showed and a Eddie's... nice, vicious streak to him as well. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't sort of, like, clumsy in a way, as he has been, like, earlier on when we saw him. He was, like... You could tell he's like oozing like confidence at this point. You could you could you can tell that he's sort of feeling it, you know, he's getting better and better every week. Who's this ref? Who's <laughs> Barry. <laughs> Barry, who's Barry? Sean Sh- Sh- Williamson. <laughs> extras. Shut up, Barry. Hey. <laughs> Mustang Sally. <laughs> There's a bit on that alternative United comms where it's like we're gonna do it anyway, and it's Barry <laughs> Barry for instead of singing, and he goes like anyway, anyway. <laughs> you got to love B. Parody, isn't he? Sure, Barry. <laughs> Go back in your box, Barry. <laughs> Eddie's Eddie's selling big time for Paige. He really is. He makes Paige yeah. like a million dollars. He does. Do you see? Yeah. Do you see the Miss Frog splash where um, Page moved, but Eddie's caught his mood, up and Eddie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that could have that could have got nasty, couldn't it? That yeah. could have easily gone tits up. I love that abdominal stretch spot by TDP where he's just like, "Oh, should I grab the ropes?" Uh, uh, yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> the referee. You see, that's that's clocked him. That's sort of the daft comedy that you can sort of appreciate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because it's not. It's not bloody garbage skits or something like that. It's just like fun in it. My favourite spot of the of the match was where Eddie tries to superplex him, but Paige pushes him off. But Eddie backflips, not showing off. Mm. Lands on his feet. Paige goes for a splash off the top, but gets caught into an atomic drop. I thought that was spot on. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. Some really good stuff on there. Lovely, lovely tilt a whirl spinning powerbomb by DDP at one point. It's almost well. like a 
blue thunder bomb job, wasn't it? Yeah, it was mad. Possibly, I thought that could have been. Thought that could have been the three, but then I thought uh, probably not because he won one. Won the match with against Eddie with something similar. So I thought, oh, is he going to be the same again? I generally didn't have a clue where it was going to go, and then you start, and then you see the outsiders come down. And you go, hey, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, but what's I'm thinking? Why are they getting involved? But then yeah. you sort of realise it's Eddie's trying to fuck over Eddie because they're trying to persuade Page to join the NWO, or they pissed off at Page for not joining the NWO. So yeah. there was a bit of bit of intrigue there, but. Yeah. Turns out he gives Page the razor's edge. Yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was quite good. It furthered that. Um, it was a shock because you're thinking initially you're thinking they're just gonna gonna keep on with the whole backing Page and stuff like that, but it, obviously they've just had enough. Get it. <laughs> obviously had enough of him sort of rejecting them. Uh, Eddie gets up on the top rope for a froggy for free. United States Fif- champion. Yeah, fifteen minutes and twenty two seconds. So, NWO come back in, and Eddie drop kicks Nash outside. Yeah. So I'm thinking, what's going on here? Because they've just done paging. Why are they doing yeah. him in? Six comes off the top and gets atomic dropped. Yeah. Which was funny. And a drop kick to Hall, and I'm thinking, fucking hell, go on, Eddie lad. But, <laughs> yeah. And the, the the numbers game wins out, and uh, yeah. they beat him down. At six robs the belt. Don't want to be seeing that. Please don't. I'm a shoot. I'm assuming it's going to be uh, Eddie versus Six down the line, which Walton might be all right. Eddie. Might, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, Eddie, but he's, yeah, but he's, he's he's good in the ring, isn't he? And uh, but there's something about him. He just looks like he's such a little win it, doesn't he? <laughs> he's a win it, but that's the whole point of him. <laughs> I, I thought it was a good good match, but it always is yeah. with these two. I thought it was really good. I thought it was good. Um, Eddie got so him. much out of page. He really did. Yeah, I think they worked together really well, didn't they? I don't know if they worked together much after this, but they sort of had an almost instant click and in the ring and they were able to work off each other quite well, weren't they? The demands by the NWO are going to be met. The balance of power has shifted. The New World Order proudly presents Sold Out. Like it or not, we are taking over. This is our show. We're doing it our way. You wanted it. You got it. The from the NWO bring you sold out. Right, so after that, we get a, a sold out promo package. So it was announced it was a couple of weeks ago on Nitro by, I think it was Shivani at the time. It's the first time we get any sort of details of it. Pretty, pretty standard from Cedar Rapids or something like that. <laughs> was a, there's a bit in it where it says, I'm sure it says, the fuckers from the NWL bring you sold out, but it's bleeped. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was what it was, wasn't it? I swear there was a bleep on it, so they must have sent it out, but... Yeah, it just seems like... I think I've heard Nash saying, like, what an odd place to do an NWL pay-per-view. <laughs> it just makes no sense to do an NWL pay-per-view anyway, but, uh... simply because... What, how many is the nine of them? Yeah. It's odd, that means it? we're going to get a Bubba Rogers match and a fucking Wall Street match and fucking... Oh, fuck's sake, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be awful, isn't it? Because <laughs> if you think uh, about it, it's going to be Hall and Nash. They're a tag team. Yeah. And you've got Bag, you've got Bagwell. You've got fuck Chono, interna- international Chono. You've got Wall Street. You've got Scott Norton. You've got... Who else have you got? Bubba... Scott Norton? Is he an interviewer? Yeah, because he 
turned on Ice Train, even though he turned on Ice Train Canal, forgot like about previously. That. Anyway, he's got no, and in that <laughs> big so easy, brawl, how easily you can forget about who's in it. <laughs> this is it, and it's going to get even worse. <laughs> but speaking of getting even worse, we get the giant versus sexy flexy Lord Wooden Top Luger. <laughs> the giant looks fucked. He looks like he's he been out like of six. Yeah, he looks off his tits, doesn't he? He looks absolutely mashed. He's been on. He's just had a somers and like cough medicine or something. Huge, huge pop for Luger. He's almost tarant worthy. Almost, not quite. No Doc get Brown there. hair. We'll get there. <laughs> no, he didn't do the. He didn't do the classic pay per view hair. <laughs> he's grow, <laughs> like, he's growing out it. the mullet though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I think he's noticed how how big time the mullet is. It was simple as fuck this match, but I didn't actually mind it. I don't know about you. Well, it's, can Luger rack this big lad yeah. again? I don't know what Probably it is about. I, I quite like that concept for some reason. It's like, it's like, can the strong man do it and all this? Yeah, the crowd yeah, was fucking hot as hell for this one. There's only so far you can go with it because there's like not that many massive fuckers to do it with. Let's bring Roadblock back. <laughs> do a feud. <laughs> you need to get Earthquake. You get Tenter back. Yeah, <laughs> rack Tenter. <laughs> They do this lock-up, and there was a really nice struggle to it. And yeah, I there was like, like it. that n- nice sprinkle of doubt on the giant that Luger can hang, up, hang with him strength-wise. And then he starts, like, shining with the rights, and the uh, giant pushes him off. And then he floors him with a clothesline. He moved, the giant moved faster than when the fucking buffet opens, mate. He was straight out of the trap. <laughs> It's like the World Heavyweight Championship was waiting for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a US champion, remember? Possession's nine-tenths of the, of the law. <laughs> I thought it was all right. Yeah, I thought it was quite... I thought it was all right. I mean, it was simple in its in its sort of construction and stuff like that, but yeah, it didn't need to be anything. No, he weren't. Obviously, giant sort of size and power eventually gets a bit of a control over it. He's getting more confident and he starts a bit of trash talk. Luger gets a couple of little hope spots here and there, but he gets cut off. Giant gets caught on the on the on the top rope at one point. So he does have like a running splash, and you think, "Oh, is this the rack? Is this the rack?" But didn't. But the the crowd popped for it, so you, they had the, they had him in the palm of their hands, didn't they? Yeah, it was weird because he misses that corner charge and he lands. Funnily enough, bang on just for in it. the just in the position on the buckle because yeah. I don't think Luger can really. I think he struggles to rack him from a sort of deadlift. Yeah. I think yeah. he needs well, it's going to be hard, isn't it? Fucking all these massive. Obviously. Gluger gets a bit more control. Net breaker for two. Crowd's getting up and fired up again. Scoop slams in for a massive pop. The Nicky Patrick, uh, I think the referee gets done over. I think he got a flailing leg or something at one point. He's he's down. I don't know why. I can't even remember what happened. What, what happened was Luger got a neck breaker to an absolute monster pop. And yeah. then the giant kicks out and he sort of flings Luger off. He oh, yeah, that was it, a yeah. savage bit. Lands, yeah. on, lands on Mark Curtis, and lo and behold, who rocks up? <laughs> Nicky Patrick. <laughs> and what does he do, Mark? He fucking, he goes full on, full on NWO on this bit. <laughs> <laughs> so Luke, Luke has got him up for the rack almost, and then Nicky Patrick, like, kicks him in the leg. <laughs> like, he kicks goes, his leg out of his leg, yeah. He goes, he goes full, he goes full NWO, he, he, there's no hiding it anymore. 
But then, um, but then Sting comes through the crowd. Crowd that the, the crowd's absolutely off their tits at this point. It's like it's tarot pops galore here. Like it, it, like Sting's coming through the crowd. Luger's got giant up in the rack again. But then, then Waltman's down. He super kicks him or, or a spinning kick or whatever it was. Stick Sting gets in the ring. Crowd's absolutely electric. I was loving it to be fair. <laughs> I was yeah, it was good. It. Sting, Sting shoves his bat into the chest of Patrick and just, like he just falls down like a like a wet paper towel or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he and he sort of whispers something to both Luger and and, and uh, Giant. And you're thinking, what's he said there? But he leaves the bat in the middle of the ring. I, think, I don't know if he was saying something like, "Well, it's in the middle. You've got to fight for it," or something like that. But you don't know, do you? But it's layer like, on layer of intrigue just added yeah. again. Luger gets to the bat first, but you think sort of Giant's got him, but he gives him a big old low blow. Hits him, hits him three times with the bat, one in the stomach, one in the sort of almost uppercuts him in a way. And then yeah. and then it sweeps the leg out. And it's a bit of a slow count. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if that maybe would have kept him down for three three seconds or that, but I don't know. But he's an absolute monster of a pop when he gets the free count. The place fucking blows. It really does. And, it, and to me, that was a Tarrant pop. Really? Yeah, I think I think it's I think it was better than anything that you saw in the main event in terms of crowd re- natural crowd reaction. The crowd's so hot for Luger; it's ridiculous. You you just feel like they're going to pull the trigger at some point. They're going to have to, aren't they? They're going to have to, yeah. But it is Bischoff. Yeah. And you get like little seeds of of, of doubt from like the giant because it's like, where yeah, where were you guys? You, you sent down Waltman, you sent down Patrick, <laughs> you sent down yeah. the absolute runts the of the You sort of <laughs> send Liz down, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so the commentary team was saying, oh yeah, maybe you're not that well loved by the NWO and all that. So I thought that was quite good. I thought, all in all, I thought it was just a really fun match. I mean, it wasn't a classic by any means, all, oh, but I was no. really into it. I thought it was decent. Like I did not hate it, and that is something that we don't say very often about Luger or the Giant. No, I think I think it was everything it needed to be. It made sense. The interference yeah. worked. The Sting thing is just intrigue, pure intrigue. Luger using the bat is like fuck it. Some things are more important than being a pure face, and Luger's always yeah. been pretty heelish anyway. Yeah, the Giant is left on his Todd in the ring, bereft, and then. <laughs> I thought, oh wait, the giant still has that title shot, doesn't he? Yeah, could be, could be in the pipeline, could not it? Seeds sown. Yeah. Well, oh joy, it's Michael Sodding Buffer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the WCW Starcade '96 featured match of the evening: the battle between two living legends. A match being called. The match of the decade, but an event of such magnitude, it may actually be the match of the century. Wrestling fans, are you ready? I am. And right we are. Nashville, Tennessee, are you ready? With the thousands in attendance. And the millions watching around the world, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Well, this takes an age to get where it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. 
So we get Hogan with DiBiase, Vincent, Liz versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. Hogan's out yeah. first, but don't matter because the belt's not on the line, right? What is the point? Because you don't want fucking Piper to win. Never been, never been mentioned though, was it? For the entire thing, for you've always thought it was for the world title. Well, you just thought so. Liz looks like a hostage, which essentially she is, to be fair. I thought you were going to say she looks like a hoe then or something. <laughs> no, a hostage. <laughs> Papa tears the roof off, doesn't he? Yeah. Game face. Huge pop. Bit of pyro. The only thing, I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's like, just he came out, he looked cool as fuck. Leather jacket, t-shirts, like, I know kilt's a bit silly, but it looked cool. And then he takes the kit off and he's got those blue trunks on. I don't know if it did. I don't know if it did. Do you know what I mean? It just didn't work. Did yeah. I know that's his classic look and everything like that, but I thought he might have yeah. been, thought he might change it up for this one. Didn't like a little dude in his kicks, didn't he? <laughs> massive, massive Roddy chance though, and it does have a big fight feel. I'll, yeah. I'll give it that. does. doesn't take Hogan. long for it to change, though, does it? Uh, Hogan slaps him to wind him up and Roddy just tees off and... Hogan bails and regroups and does that usual thing that he does. So the whole hit, the heel regrouping thing is a cla- is classic. Do you know what I mean? It, 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 it works. He doesn't do it right though, does he? he? Just doesn't do it correctly. No, he just takes too long and does it far too often. <laughs> I know. It's like when he that giant match that was the worst match we've watched the entire one. Maybe. Oh, it's not. It's not far off. Yeah, it's but... definitely up there. Yeah. Gi- giant versus Loch Ness. Just saying. <laughs> That's one of the best. <laughs> Classic. Right. Hogan tries to get the heat with chest rakes, but he's wearing gloves. <laughs> We'd feel quite nice, that, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. They're them ergonomic massage gloves you've got, Hulk. Thanks, Hulk. <laughs> and Piper does his uh, free stooge's eye poke. The... I love it. that. That was good, to be fair. <laughs> there was a bit where Piper... Hangs on to a side headlock for an absolute age, but he's working it as he's doing it. Yeah. Hogan tries to escape with a back suplex, but Piper keeps on holding onto the headlock. I thought it was great. I love that. that nice. Yeah. Piper gets There's a, a few good very, bits, aren't there? Yeah, he gets like a really dirty looking insigori, and Hogan mm. bails out. But then obviously <laughs> Piper goes after him and sends him into the rail. And then uh, old Roddy whips the fuck out of him with a belt. Yeah, enjoyed that. Enjoyed watching that. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Dibiase tries to trip Piper. Hogan takes advantage, obviously, and it all starts sort of brawling outside in the crowd. The ref's letting it go, but it makes sense. It's like, look, we'll just let, let these two just have it out. There's no point DQing it. It's not like the title's on the line or anything, is it? Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. And then he goes off to Piper's hip, which is surprising. It was this deep <laughs> Surprising the of psychology. Yeah, you think yeah and really. also it was... Yeah, it was balls deep into the match, you know, and it's more brawling, more eye pokes. It was, I think they were they were both trying, but Jesus, it was yeah, it wasn't classic, was it? Let's be honest. No, but it was it was a lot better than I thought it would be. I thought it was just going to be like weapons, weapons, weapons. You know what I mean, like chairs and baseball bats yeah. and all sorts. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be like a, a pure, not not pure wrestling match, but a wrestling match. If you know what I mean, yeah, he gets he got a big, big vertical suplex. Roddy, if he gets mm. only gets two for it, he misses a knee drop and then he sells his knee, which was fine. Yeah, and he rolls out of the big leg from Hogan and starts hopping on his good leg. And then the <laughs> fucking giant comes down, 
Yeah. And so he's up for a choke slam and he holds him up there for time. It was a bit of a weird cut. Too long and for the camera camera switch and everything. Well, I've, I've I looked into it. Apparently, a fan got into the ring. Really? So yeah. So Hogan had to deal with that. Oh my god! Uh, Piper bites the giant on the nose, dumps him outside, slaps on a sleeper, which is his actual finish, and Hogan's down. Ref checks the arm, and Hogan's out. And the fucking place blows for what I'd like to call the other Tarrant Pop. (laughs) (laughs) Two, two Tarrants. We've got a Tarrant Pop and an Eamon Holmes Pop. (laughs) Yeah, definitely an Eamon Holmes Pop, this one. I think the crowd popped so big, partly out of shock. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. But then I thought, the thing is, though, he doesn't really lose, does he? In a way, Hogan, because he's not going to struggle the belt and he's not tapped out or quit or he doesn't lose because at the end he still gets to pose. <laughs> Do you know what this is? This is a uh, SummerSlam 93 Luger Yokozuna where uh, Luger wins by DQ or something and, and then all the ticker tape comes down like he's, he didn't win the belt, obviously. And it's just, <laughs> it's just like an absolute popcorn fart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then uh, Piper's standing tall in the ring and the outsiders run in. And Piper sort of hits and bobs and weaves and gets off, escapes, and the giant just stands there and then walks off solemnly into the ether. We're having words, though, aren't they, at the, at the, on, yeah. the, on the stage? And... A lot of where we use, you drop the ball and all this jazz. Dissension in the ranks. And then, for no apparent reason, other than he's just a chicken shit heel, he sells nothing Hogan after it. And in classic Hogan style, he just goes to the ring to fuck about like he's won. It's it's like you could watch the end of that pay per view, catch the last two minutes of it. Oh, Hogan's won again. I mean, like, yep. the lost is the lost does. He's so shame. He's so shameful. Like, look, the lost doesn't. He just doesn't care, does he? he just like the no. lost doesn't mean anything. Do you know what I mean any anyone else would be like, fucking, hell, I just lost the big match. But he's like, oh, I better do my posing because <laughs> I've not really lost. Because you yeah. know, technically, I didn't lose my belt. I didn't lose. I didn't tap. Didn't do anything visually. I just fell asleep. This is why he got Warrior in in 98 to get his win back. He's, he was trying to get Yokozuna back from what I can gather to get his win back. And he won. Yokozuna won with a fuck finish anyway. So it was just... It's, I'm it's surprised he actually agreed to get him beat. What well, Visually, he does lose. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, Is it because he's just gone, right, well, as long as I get to pose at the end, I'm all right. Do you know what I mean? Is it one of them? Yeah, I guess so. As long as I don't lose the belt. As long as I've got the, I've got the championship next time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's probably the only way they could agree on a finish because I don't think Piper's doing a job. Nah, especially coming back for just to do a job. He's not going to do that, is he? It's a lot of smoke and mirrors, but it was just nowhere near as bad as any other Hogan match we've seen. Even his match against yeah. Savage was worse than this. Yeah, that was shocking, <laughs> that. that was, I forgot about that. That was absolutely <laughs> wank, that. <laughs> and that was the one you thought would be the better one out of, yeah. out of a lot of them, but... <laughs> On the whole, I thought it was it was a weird show because there were some good matches on it. There wasn't absolute stink. Even the Hogan Piper wasn't a complete stinker. Yeah, but it just didn't feel big, did it? That was the only no. problem. It felt like just a standard pay per view, just one of your B shows. Do you know what I mean? Like not your biggest show of the year. Yeah, so I think we'll go on to our uh, post show awards. What was your match of the night? Uh, a few contenders for the. I thought the first match was good in a technical sense. Uh, obviously, Malenko and Dragon. I enjoyed the tag match. Yeah. But for me, 
just for the other match I got the most enjoyment out of, you're gonna be surprised. It was a Luger but it was Luger versus the Giant. I was just into it. I was really? well into it. <laughs> Especially the fact the first last five minutes. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> That's fair folks, mate. You know, it's whatever you enjoy at the end of the day. Yeah. I I, I thought Ray Liger was alright. I thought Ultimo Dean was pretty damn good. Tag mm. match was mental. Just <laughs> big beefy bastards. But for me it was Paige versus Eddie. Yeah. Like again, another honourable mention to that. That was really good as well. Good finish as well. Because it was the only thing that had something behind it as well, really. Mm. Yeah. Who was your MVP? Luger. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just think he was meant to No, I apologise. Don't get me wrong. He's not over with me, but I'm not hating on him as much because he's not as woeful as he was. No. He was god-awful before. <laughs> he's actually. It's about him. I've just sort of latched onto that story of him for some reason. I don't know. I just think yeah. I, he deserves to he win worked, the title. Mate. Yeah, I've been worked. worked. I've been worked. <laughs> um, for me, it was old uh, Wooden Goff Sting again. Yeah. Because be it made no sense, but it's not meant to yet. It just yeah. has you gripped. Yeah. It was, got another that was year the of it. part of the show, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah, another year of it to go. Disco Duggan Hart slash Hogan Award is. Ooh, six. Maybe Waltman. It's <laughs> a bit too much Waltman on this show, I think. Oh, Waltman, Waltman, Waltman. <laughs> Hogan, maybe, but he wasn't as egregious as he usually is, so I'm not going to not gonna penalise him, I think. But I'd, I'd have to say Waltman. <laughs> Waltman is a decent shout. He's, he's I don't think British anyone was that bad on it. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it was anyone was, mm. was that bad on it. Yeah, I'd, I'll go with Waltman too. I mean, I like Waltman, but he was very Richard Hammondy. Make some noise. <laughs> I can't do it with my throat at the moment, but hopefully, I, I, I want to see him in the ring though, because I do actually yeah. like watching his matches. Uh, the one versus Jericho, the only one he's really had, was a bit cold and it didn't really land with us. See what they can so, do with him and Eddie, maybe. We'll have to see. If it is him and Eddie, it's sold out, I think the next pay per view is, which is going to be, God, it's going to be bad. <laughs> it's notoriously bad so we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. okay ban of the night Ooh. it's got to be for me Eddie Guerrero's luxurious sex offender mullet <laughs> yeah that is bad you don't realise you sometimes because of some of the other bad ones on the show you don't really you forget how naughty that, that mullet is <laughs> it's naughty, but it's that. well taken care of it's not like um, not like a, a Brad's Brad, no, yeah, just, slicked like out his neck. <laughs> or Benoit's. It's not like someone's tipped grease on his head and he's going... <laughs> <laughs> it's what do you call it? Coiffured. <laughs> Coiffured, luxurious. <laughs> well, Coiffured's just French for hairdresser, I think. Coiffured, <laughs> I think. Well, that brings us to the end of the biggest show of the year. Yeah, bit of a damp squib, sadly. Yeah. I was hoping for more, but I think I think Starcade next year might be a little bit better. Let, yeah, let's hope so. Anyway, let's hope so. So we're uh, coming to the end of '96 now, so we're going to go into the '97 pay-per-views, and hopefully, other than seeing the NWO expand to the size of my waistline, <laughs> we're going to get some 
decent little undercard shit going on as well because NWO is going to be main event for the foreseeable. Let's be honest. Yeah, definitely. Until uh, until a smoke puffing bald headed fella pops up. <laughs> but all in all, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It just didn't feel big didn't enough for me. But it, yeah, like I said I earlier, that, that might be yeah that might just be us being conditioned to the WWF style of things. But yeah. you know. If they're doing the big time, you need to up your game if you're in a in a promotional war with them. Yeah, I think definitely. So, have we got any questions? We've just got one question from a friend of mine from from work. Actually, funnily enough, is uh, it's Ash. Quite an interesting question. He uh, he basically put to us, um, who do we think? Has well, in our opinion, obviously um, subjective. Who do you think's got the most undeserved push in W? Well, he said WWF history, so we'll stick with that. Uh, WWE, WWF, whatever. Interesting question. One person sprung to mind quickly for me. So, but, um, what have you got? So I had a bit of a think about this. So the the, the obvious contenders are people like Warrior mm. and stuff like that. And you'd even say initially Roman Reigns initially because it, it, but that's because they were the guys that they wanted to push. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not. It's not like they've gone and sort of you know pulled strings behind the scenes to get that. Roman mm. Reigns was the guy Vince wanted to push. Warrior was the guy that Vince wanted to push, and eventually Reigns completely justified. Mm. It just took a while. So <laughs> well, Warrior was though because at the end of the day, he drew money. He sold mm. merchandise and he put asses in seats, so it was justified. I mean, granted, he was shit in the ring, but you know, <laughs> he got at you that though, point didn't he? in time. Oh god, yeah, he got everyone who was six, seven, eight years old in the early nineties. It was, you know, it was colourful. It was smart marketing, face painting, yeah. tassels, everything matched. Cool. He had the best music. Yeah, by a country mile. For me, this is going to get some disagreements, but for me. It's old Helmsley. <laughs> really? Helmsley? Because you're telling me if he hadn't married into the family, if he was just another guy doing his Hunter Hearst Helmsley gimmick, do you think he would have been pushed to the absolute moon? Don't get me wrong. Good worker. But he's the guy that works for the guy that draws the money, right? No, yeah. but he should, no, but do you know what I mean? No, he's, he's, there's nothing special about it. He's not... He's not Austin level. He's not Rock level. He's not Cena level. He's not Taker, Mystique yeah. gimmick level. I know Helmsley, what you mean. Helmsley would have been semi-main, you know, upper mid-card, solid hand, get a good match out of him. It's because he's not the most charismatic. He's not a good talker, really. He just waffles on. Yeah. And, no, you know, his, his, his friendship with Michaels helped him because Michaels was in... Vince's pocket and he, you know his relationship with Stephanie definitely helps him. <laughs> I've, I've, so, I I think I think Helmsley, although he is overrated, he's almost underrated in the same way. I think he was a very good heel in that sort of late nineties, early two thousands, especially when it was him and Rock and him and Kurt, blah blah blah. I thought yeah, I think he's a little bit underrated in that sense. Um, but I understand what you mean. He, he he wouldn't have got to the heights he got to if he wasn't sort of married into the family. That's no. that's standard. Um, he'd have had a good career, but I don't think he'd have had the longevity. 
Yeah. He wouldn't have been, they got rid of him a, a while ago. If it, I mean, I don't think he'd have stayed there for 20 odd years. Yeah. I think, I think, I think I went with it with genuinely like, like, I can see where you're coming from. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't agree that he was undeserved because I think he would have, he would have won the world title at some point anyway. But I think someone who genuinely, around. genuinely, in in the in the twenty odd years I've watched wrestling, the most bonkers push I've ever seen in my entire life. Go on, go on. It's got to be Jinder Mahal when he won the world the world title. <laughs> I was like going to say something else, but yeah, that is mental. But I get why. I get why they did it. They did it. Indian TV rights, blah blah blah. But it's like plucking the most jobberist guy you could ever find and putting him as your world champion, beating Randy Orton. That is the most yeah. baffled I've ever been watching wrestling, I think. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. They wanted to build an audience in India, but fucking hell. Like, that is... That almost fucking discredited the WWE Championship for me. <laughs> All right, I'll see your Jinder Mahal and I'll, <laughs> and, and I'll raise you the Miz. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. He's shite. I hate the Miz so much. <laughs> but he's just the only reason he's been pushed is because he's an ass licking company guy. He does. He's not a wrestling guy. He's yeah. a. I want to. I want to be on telly. Yeah, I want to be an entertainer. Yeah, yeah, he was on the Real World or something, and it's like he he will do anything they ask him. Anything oh, they yeah. ask him. Absolutely anything. <laughs> Even if it just is detrimental. Take a take a take a uh, people's elbow from from Snoop. Oh <laughs> yeah, on, go on, Miz. and he and he headlined WrestleMania with John Cena and beat him. That's insane, that, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> CM, Punk, be CM Punk never never did a, a WrestleMania main event, but the Miz has. He's got to be up there, hasn't he? I mean, <laughs> the mo- the people who got pushed back in the day, it made sense a lot of the time. Yeah. Sometimes someone pops through and you think, what the fuck? Matt Merrow, I didn't get his push. Yeah, that's another one. He's shit. He was just because Vince liked the Johnny B. Bag gimmick and then he got him and he couldn't do the Johnny B. Bag gimmick, so it made no fucking sense. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, that's a good question, to be fair. We could probably sit here for hours discussing this and coming up with complete yeah. imbeciles who've, who've got a lot more out of what they were given, Yeah. you know, by through no hard work or anything, but... Yeah, the Helmsley thing's always bugged me. I, I, I don't think he's yeah. completely undeserved, but there is the push. There is elements. I can see what you mean. The initial ones, but I think I think he did generally develop into a pretty good heel. But it's whether yeah, he, he, he would have been in that the, position. It's the level of push. Yeah, I know what you mean. He got yeah. it was undeserved. Yeah, it's like fifteen-time world champion and all that, and whatever he is, I don't know how many he's had. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you could say like Goldberg as well, but you sort of get why with Goldberg. I think with I think with Goldberg, you had a natural reaction though, didn't you? To begin yeah. with, it which faded obviously because you could only see the same match thirty forty times and get yeah. you know what I mean. Whereas like with people like the Miz, and it's just like really, what's he got to offer? Jinder Mahal, world champion, yeah, going, from, going from three man band Joker with Heath Slater and all that, and then. I know with with Drew, like he he was in that as well, but he went away, he rebuilt himself. Like Jinder Mahal, like, it. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like yeah. that was just baffling to me. That was the first one that popped in my head, and I just I couldn't think of anyone else that was anywhere near as bad as that for me. No, that is pretty bad. <laughs> well, 
if you guys want to uh, elaborate on that and put to get, put us your suggestions of the most undeserved push in WWE yeah. history, feel free to uh, DM us, email us on Interesting Twitter. topic, actually. You might have to put it on the Twitter feed, just see what anyone says. Definitely. I mean, we're not going to do a poll, but you know, we only <laughs> do that for Hall of Fame. But yeah, if you want to interact with us, in any sort of form or fashion, it doesn't have to just be about this specific topic. It's at Adjective Pod on Twitter. We are open to questions. We're open to likes and retweets as well. Any information about the pod you'll find on there. If you want to give us a five star, Davy Meltzer on Spotify. Super kick that subscribe button as well. Don't slap your thigh. Don't slap your thigh. Booking Seaside kick it. Chunning Lee spinning bird kick. Whatever you want to do. Really dirty Roddy Piper in Sigari, if you want. <laughs> oh, folks, it was nasty. <laughs> you, might, you, might, you might not get all of it. But yeah, definitely don't slap your thigh. Roddy Piper can't because his leg will break. <laughs> I can't know. Anyway, he's dead, but you know what I mean? At the time. <laughs> the time. <laughs> like, Jesus. Remember, five-star David Meltzer. You can't get a seven, sadly, not on Spotify. One day. One day, maybe. When we got on Japanese Spotify, possibly. <laughs> anyway, our next episode will be the last show of 1996. It'll be the 30th of December. And also our uh, retro past tense WCW Crockett NWA bonus show will be coming before the end of May it'll be Starcade 1986 10 years previous to this see how it's uh, changed the lighting's definitely changed I've started watching it <laughs> there's some interesting stuff going on there so if there's no further business right. no, nothing else to report alright from me the big man from the medium sized man said I'm immortal two words Dickie Slater see you later <laughs> The preceding podcast gimmick that was paid for by Look at the Adjective. I wrote down every move that Kevin Nash did, every idiosyncrasy he did in the ring, and I got to six, and that was with the hair flip. The back elbow, the side knees in the deal, the fucking flipper punch, the fucking hair. Um, it's side, side slam. And and there's something else. It's been 15 years, so power bomb. Yes, there you go. You find another one, motherfucker. <laughs>